you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, sassy listeners. You know, do you have those days when your head's just full of all sorts of stuff? Well, I've had a few of those lately. So today, I'm going to pour it out of my head and into your ears. Stay tuned for my opinion on sugarcoating. I'll even talk about some swag. I'll touch on crazy world events, deals with the devil, privilege, freedom, and I'm going to share a personal story about an important day in my life. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Did you know Sass with Cass, the original, is now on Instagram and Facebook? Go follow or like today. Look for the purple logo. It's easy, and by doing so, you're automatically entering your name in random future giveaways. Keep listening to future podcasts for details. Want to know first? You got to follow on Instagram or Facebook. Welcome to Sass with Cass, the original podcast. Season 1, Episode 7, Random Sassy Stuff. I'm your host, or is it hostess? Cass. Either way, thanks for having me in your ear. I cannot believe I'm on Episode 7. I'm really proud of myself for sticking to it. It's not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but it is fun and somewhat therapeutic. I'm still growing my podcast legs, but you never know what you can do until you try. Since I'm my own producer, writer, editor, broadcaster, and marketing department, I've had to spend a lot of time behind the scenes promoting the podcast. In doing so, I decided to create a Facebook page and an Instagram account dedicated to just the podcast. I also joined a few podcast groups to promote, learn, and network with others. I even had a few people tell me in person that they enjoy the podcast, and I really appreciate the feedback I'm getting. Specifically, I've heard one of the best compliments a few times already. They say they enjoy the fact that I'm real, honest, and I'm saying things that most people want to say, but just don't. Folks that know me already know, I just don't sugarcoat shit. If you want it sugarcoated, find a bakery. Now, I'm not expecting this podcast to reach number one on any charts, but it sure would be nice to see it grow. For that reason, I'm going to work on some new format ideas, and I'm going to clean it up a little bit. I want to try to make a difference, even if it is only in my little corner of this huge world. Starting in July, I'm going to introduce a repeating segment about a cause I really want to bring awareness to and try to influence a change. I'll probably piss people off. After all, I'm not a paid or trained speaker, and when we break it down, no one wants to hear the truth. I ask that you come back in July and give it a listen. Let me know what you think of the changes. Since you've endured my podcast this far, or at least this episode, I'm going to give you a sneak peek into some of these changes that are coming. I've begun working on some swag, you know, stickers, t-shirts, cups, etc. I want to find a way to use the podcast proceeds from the swag to support something that I'm passionate about. I have a few ideas, but I got to figure out the logistics. 
I got to do some research on the organization that I'm thinking about supporting. If you have some suggestions, why don't you reach out to me? You know how. So how y'all been doing? Are we still covering up for COVID? Is it still out there? Are you as sick of hearing about it as I am? Let me digress for a minute here. I am so confused by this whole mask versus no mask debate. It really seems to me that common sense should prevail here, folks. If you feel the need to protect yourself, wear a mask. I don't care. Making everyone wear a mask, I don't get it. I mean, if it works so efficiently, then why did they release prisoners instead of just giving them masks? Why aren't our politicians wearing them? I saw a snippet of a press conference where those around the podium, behind the speaker, maybe three feet, were wearing masks, but the speaker wasn't. Furthermore, in between each speaker, I did not see one attempt to sanitize a podium before the next unmasked speaker spoke. I quit watching after a couple speakers. I don't even recall what they were talking about. I was just so floored by the fact that they cannot practice what they preach. I look at it like this. Scientists, hospitals, health officials, they've all admitted to inflating the numbers in the beginning. Even China's been lying to us. At this point, I feel like they're all just crying wolf. Hell, if scientists can't predict the weather more accurately than a chance, what qualifies them to predict any unknown entity like a virus? I get it. I get it. I know. They can do all the research and gathering data, but if that data is inflated from the source, in this case, the medical field, front lines, can we really trust the predictions? I see it like this. If six feet is safe distance, then why do I need a mask? If a mask is being worn, do we have to also do the six feet? Now, wait a minute. I'm all for you staying out of my bubble. I have always told my kids two feet's too close. So I was giving you four feet, so I'm okay with six feet. I have seen how our schools are starting to post their plans to open, and I don't want to brag, but have you been listening to me? I called it early in the game. Episode three, A Masked Society. Go. Stop right now. Go listen. What are you waiting on? Go. I'll take a quick break, and I'll be right back. This is a personal service announcement and a public apology to all the brothers and sisters who I am triggering by this news. I want to start off this video by letting everyone know that I do not have a mask. I do not own a mask. I haven't bought a mask and I have no plans to buy a mask. Now, if and when they make wearing masks federal law, then I suppose in order not to get locked up, I'll put one of these suckers on as well just so that I won't be harmed by not wearing it. But until then, I've chosen not to. Now, if me not wearing a mask makes you judge me, I forgive you. If me not wearing a mask makes you nervous about your own health, I pray for you. And if me not wearing a mask upsets you, then I want to ask you, why? Why? Isn't it kind of similar to the whole vaccine ar argument, right? People who are mad about people who don't get vaccines, I don't understand because if you got the vaccine and your faith is in the vaccine, then me not having the vaccine should do nothing to you. Why? Isn't that the reason you got the vaccine? Shouldn't I be the one who's nervous if I don't have a vaccine about my own health instead of the people who do because that's why you got it to stay safe? Yes, that's the same way I feel about these masks. Hallelujah. Everyone is right and no one is wrong. But I know one thing. I don't feel like walking around like I'm out of a scene from the purge just because the government told me to and I don't feel no way sick and I'm not no way scared about nothing.
Ashe, that doesn't mean I'm out here going out kissing folks in the mouth that I don't know who said they just got corona. But what it does mean is that I'm not going to change the way that I do things that make me feel comfortable just so that everyone else can feel comfortable during this crazy period of uncomfortability. So again, this is a public service announcement to all of those who are triggered by anyone around you, not in hysteria, not afraid, not nervous, and not wearing masks and gloves as they get their produce, asking you for your forgiveness and also encouraging your own confidence that the choices you're making about your health and immunity are going to be honored by the God that you serve and I will be well. Same way with me, because I have an immune system that I trust. I have a God that I know, and I have a body that I'm aware of, so that if things are going wrong with it, I am the first to take care of those things on a shamanic, natural healing level. Ashe, I want us all to be well, but I also want us to be whole, and I want us to have clean hearts full of love. So again, if you are a mask wearer and you see someone without one, offer them your love and understanding and forgiveness and be confident and sure that you will be well and stop harassing folks and judging folks and getting mad at folks who trust in their own immunity, their own relationship with God, and their own common sense about what makes them comfortable and feel okay. Again, this is a public service announcement for all God's children, reminding you that all is well, nothing has gone wrong, everything's going right, no matter what happens, even if we leave this life, it was the plan this year regardless, no matter what. And nothing under any name, including Corona, can extend or shorten your days on this planet if you are a believer in the Almighty God and know that even the hairs on your head are numbered just like your days. So fear not, know all is well, we're all where we're supposed to be, I'm not wearing a mask, and if you are, I love you, and because I'm not, forgive me. Ashe, we're going to get through this together. Until then, stay safe. Peace. There you are. Welcome back. Did you like that PSA? I found that wonderful video online, and I had to watch it more than once. I just loved it so much. I'll push it on my blog for you, too. Did you go listen to episode three? Did I or did I not call it? Now, I'm just going to cover up that mass topic for now. I'm really sick of the whole thing anyway. I don't think they're fashionable or functional for the masses. Let's change gears here for a bit. Can you believe the chaos going on in the world? Now, I know I told you I don't watch the news, and I don't. I do have social media, and I got the interwebs. I'm not completely disconnected, though I am so ready to be. All this nonsense of burning buildings, entire cities, looting, destroying federal and state property. This is just nothing short of crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know I got an opinion. I truly feel that if you're willing to destroy property, especially federal and state, you should be treated as a traitor. I mean, come on. You're abusing your freedoms to abuse society. When you break it down, those of us who have worked since legal working age paid taxes, never taken public assistance, and taken responsibility for our own successes and failures, we have more rights than those who have not. I've heard so much talk about privileged, specifically white privilege, and it makes me vomit inside my mouth. Others have said it before me. What is privilege? Privilege is being able to riot, loot, vandalize, and terrorize society while the rest of us work and pay our taxes and be a positive contributing member of society. Privilege is being able to scream, holler, burn down buildings and defy authority because you're triggered and you know you're protected by some organization. To me, that organization protecting you is the devil, and you make a deal with the devil every time you accept their protection. Face it, folks. 
if we weren't shut down because of this pandemic, maybe a majority of those out there flooding the streets wouldn't be there because they'd be working. I'm given the benefit of the doubt here that those folks are simply out of jobs because of the pandemic. I am not going to assume that these are the same folks who are always out of a job because they work the system. I'm not going to assume that these are the same folks that have the benefit checks on a regular. I'm not going to assume that these are the same folks that wear expensive shoes and have the most expensive phone because they work the system. I'm not going to assume that these are the folks that got their stimulus money and used it to buy a fancy new set of wheels instead of paying child support or their rent. I'm also not going to assume that their rent is subsidized. If I assumed all of that, the conclusion would have to be that those are the ones that are privileged. You know, I was unemployed during the pandemic. Yeah, I get it. I did get a stimulus check, but I didn't miss any of my bill payments. I didn't defer a payment. I didn't ditch responsibilities for self-gratification spending. I worked for the unemployment funds for many years so that the money I was getting was honestly earned. The stimulus money? Heck. I finally knew what it was like to take a handout, and I didn't like it. Did you know Sass with Cass, the original, is available on several podcast platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google, Radio Public, Overcast, Pandora, and many more. The growth of this podcast depends on you. Thank you for your support, and please share with your friends. Remember, you're welcome to interact by calling or texting, emailing, or visit the blog at climbaboardmysoapbox.blog. You know, I bet Facebook and Twitter's uh, servers sure are working overtime. There's so many videos being posted out there of all the stuff going on. And you can't help but see some of them. You try not to. At least I don't. I, I don't want to troll the, the internet looking for videos. But I saw this one video that really had my blood boiling. Now, I saw several but I had to stop after seeing this one. I was so furious. Now, folks, the big problem with all these eyewitness account videos is that when they make social media, we only see what they share. We don't see the entire situation. So when I see the videos, I have to ask, what were the events before the bystanders started recording? Why aren't the bystanders being proactive? Is this all a hoax just to get their five minutes of fame? I mean, some of the videos lately are just so violent that I want to believe they're a hoax. But another part of me realizes that there's just so much anger in the world these days. So many people taking sassy to the next level. I know I have a temper, and being sassy is sort of a tip of the iceberg for me. If a switch flips, I know from personal experience someone flipped it. I didn't just go postal for no reason. Anyway... The video I speak of is one of a rather large dude beating the crap out of another very skinny dude in a department store. To the point that the skinny dude is writhing all over the floor, but the dude gets five stars for keeping his mask on. As he gets hit in the face and the upper body just beat. Now the one videoing, I won't even. What struck me was the name calling the large dude was doing. I watched that video and the entire time I felt a burning in my body. A rage. I felt like someone should have helped this man to his feet for a fair fight. The large dude was not letting him get far from every after every punch. I don't know why the skinny dude didn't try to get off the floor and at least run or defend himself. I know when you're in a volatile situation, logic does not prevail at times. But he could have at least tried. Hell, I saw a quick and easy exit. Since he was one of those 
that liked to wear his pants down around his knees, I would have pulled him down, tripped his ass, and kicked him in the nuts. The big dude would have been laid up and tangled in his drawers before he could throw another punch. And the fact that he was calling the skinny dude the N-word the entire time, that's just uncalled for. That video made me absolutely sick. It's probably a great idea that I'm not among those eager to get out and go shopping or gather where large crowds gather, because from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of attacking going on out there. And I'd probably do something stupid, like try to help the victims, like the skinny dude. The problem I see with helping is it seems like anyone who does try is attacked by an angry mob. It's like they get upset that you're interrupting their entertainment. It sort of reminds me of a bunch of ants. Have you ever dropped a piece of candy on the ground and within moments ants are on it like stink on shit? Like, where in the hell did they come from? The ground just opens up and there they are. Before long, you can't even see the candy. Little do they know you were simply baiting them so you could zap them with the ant killer. Folks, that is mob mentality. There's no thinking, it's just reacting. And I had to just quit watching these videos because I was so sick. I did hear that the culprit was called and facing jail time. Sadly, I bet it was his buddy that posted the video that ultimately got him caught. I guess this generation just hasn't heard of leaving no evidence. And speaking of getting caught, what in the hell is up with the latest craze about defund the police? Do you even know what you're talking about? Defunding the police is the most stupid cause anyone could stand behind and publicly repeat. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there is and always has been an abuse of authority out there. Police are just responders as well. They don't actually prevent crime on a regular. They respond. The idea that cities and schools are actually cutting funds and associations with police is suicide. This world is full of evil people, and that is another podcast, so I won't even get started. But if schools publicly denounce the support of local police, they're literally giving those evil-minded individuals fish in a barrel. What will those schools do when another school shooting takes place? Do you not realize that those evil-minded individuals hear your public denunciation? You have already adopted the gun-free zone movement with signs posted and everything. Not that that stops a criminal. But now you've just opened up the doors and welcomed them in to have an all-free-out, go-postal frenzy in your schools. Now we all know that the police department in that district would still respond for the sake of the children. It's what they do. Would you blame them if they didn't? Sure you would, because that's what you do. The victims would throw the police department under the proverbial bus in a heartbeat, never mind the fact that the real culprits, the school officials that made the decision, should be under the bus. I stumbled across a video addressing the whole defunding the police movement. It's things that I've been thinking, but frankly, this dude has much better delivery and viewpoint. You're going to take police from single moms? vulnerable children, domestic violence victims, the people who need them the most. You're robbing them and you should be ashamed of yourself. My name is Brandon Tatum. I did six and a half years on the police department and I did just about everything you can imagine. I was on the SWAT team. I was a field training officer, meaning I trained new officers how to become officers and I was involved in almost every aspect of the police department. To all you woke leftists out there, let me give you a reality check. There are dangerous, evil people in this world. And when that dangerous, evil person comes to your front door, force entry into your house with your children there, who are you gonna call? You're not gonna call the politicians. 
You're not going to call the activists who are out here defunding the police. You're going to call a man or a woman who's sworn to uphold the law wearing a badge. They're not going to be cowardice. They're not going to turn away from you because of your race or because of what you look like or because of your past mistakes. They're going to come into your house and they're going to protect you with their whole life. No matter what the consequences are, no matter if they never come home to see their family, they're going to be there for you. I made $40,000 a year. I didn't do it for the money. I did it because I love my community. You couldn't pay me enough to put my life on the line. You can't pay me enough to have to worry about not coming home every night to my children. You owe it to America to explain what part of the police department you plan on cutting. Are you gonna cut the domestic violence unit? Are you gonna cut the individuals who investigate uh, child sex crimes, internet crimes, elder abuse? Are you gonna cut the SWAT team? Some of the best trained men and women in the entire world. Who do you think is gonna handle terrorist attacks on American soil? Who do you think is going to stop the drug dealers from dealing drugs to your children? Who's going to do that for you? You guys are not equipped to do that. That's why you have police officers that go through the training. Are you, have you ever been to an academy? Do you know what we learn? Do you know the sacrifices that are made? Do you know how much we spend time learning about the laws? Learning about the Constitution? Learning about how to de-escalate? Learning about crisis intervention? learning about mental health crisis, learning how to drive, how to shoot. It's your fault that people are out here killing police officers for no reason, ambushing police officers, the hatred and vitriol for really good people. You are creating that animosity that should not exist. You're putting a target on our backs. You're making it unsafe for us to go to work. What do you think you're doing to the morale? Do you think it's exciting for a police officer to go to work? Why would anybody want to be a police officer right now? Why? The good men and women who are training, who are educated, who have had a passion since the day that they were born to be a servant is going to turn this job away. I want you to understand this. Policing in America is not just a job. It's a calling. And there are people who answer the call on a day to day basis. Why are you trying to destroy that dream? Why are you trying to distract and deter people from answering a calling on their life? And you're doing it for political gain. And all of these fraudulent politicians and celebrities yelling at you, telling you you should defund the police, guess what they have? Armed security. People that are there to protect them 24 hours a day. They have guns. You don't. And it breaks my heart to see a man of integrity served on the police department for 38 years, served honorably, served the community, was a leader, lost his life. And what do y'all say? Nothing, nothing. You should be thinking about defunding the criminal element in the community. You guys are focused in the wrong area. We all understand policing and that we can all improve. I would love to see police officers have the availability to have more training, more exposure. That comes with more funding, not defunding. Let me tell you what needs to be defunded these failed government programs that have done nothing for young people in the inner city, not provided opportunities, haven't provided education, they have done nothing. The funding of the police department is where you see success. A well-funded police department with good adequate training, that's what's gonna protect these young people. That's what's gonna keep people safe. That's what's gonna get the guns off of the streets. That's gonna give young people an opportunity to flourish to live their dreams, to accomplish things without getting snuffed out through gang violence, through drugs, through homicides. Come on, man, it's common sense. 
But y'all are not operating on common sense. You're operating on emotions. You're operating on political correctness. You're operating on mob rule. You and I both know what's really going on in these cities. You and I both know that the politicians have failed you. You and I both know that you're not really worried about the police officer riding a police car down the street and that they're going to harass you. You know you're worried about wearing the wrong color on the wrong street. You're worried about the dope boys in the hood selling dope, creating zombies. And for you hypocrites out there, you should be ashamed of yourself because you know you're doing this for political expediency. You're doing this for elections. You know you really don't care about the inner city. You know you really don't care about violence because if you did, you'd have done something about it 30, 40 years ago. Let me talk to you about what's gonna happen, what gets cut from the police department when you defund them. Are you gonna be there to protect women from getting abused? Are you gonna be there for children who are on the internet getting exposed to predators? Are you gonna be there when a woman is delivering her baby on the side of the road? Are you gonna be there when someone is laying in the middle of the street with gunshot wounds? I need you to wake up, use your brain. The noble police officers that go out and serve and protect on a day-to-day -day basis, they deserve support. They deserve funding. They deserve to be trained properly. They deserve to have the backing of the city. You're gonna take police from single moms, vulnerable children, domestic violence victims, the people who need them the most. You're robbing them and you should be ashamed of yourself. There are bad apples in every profession. The police department is not exempt. And every single person I've talked to, every single person watching this video hates bad cops. But you know who hates bad cops the most? The good cops, the ones who stick around, the ones who serve properly, and you're making it hard on them. Patriotic Americans don't defund the police, they defend the police. Join me in supporting police officers all over the country so we can make this country a better place. Now, I've seen a lot of positive videos and posts pleading with folks, just like this one, to just stop all the violence. It warms my heart to see these videos because I feel their pain. Erasing history because of the violence while exerting violence for the cause makes them seem like hypocrites, and they don't even realize it. I ask them all, would you put on a uniform and defend this country willingly, knowing you could lose your life? If the answer is no, then you have no right to criticize those that do and have. If you're going to erase one side of history, you have to erase both. I have a saying. I think my grandma used to say it, but my kids, they hate it. Actions speak louder than words. Those people out there destroying things, cities, hurting people, are not being heard because of their actions. Their actions show us that they don't want true freedom. They want control. I've said it once and I'll say it again. You cannot erase one side of story without erasing the other. And technically speaking, as I've become to believe, there's three sides to a story. Your side, my side, and the truth. Fast with Cast, the original, is hosted on Anchor.fm. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Anchor's the easiest way to make a podcast, and everything you need is 100% free. That's right, free. Remember, you get no sugar added on Sasquatch, the original. Join Anchor today right from your smartphone. Download the app and get started. So, aside from all this COVID and crazy, are you among those of us who got to return to work? Yeah, me too. I've been back at it since May. Man, is it like hot too. 
between the rainy, muggy days and the downright hot, humid days, I've been exhausted, and it drains you real fast. Speaking of work, I've approached a milestone at my job. June 27th will forever be memorable to me. I believe this to be true, but that was the day that I became the first employee in history of the company to be thrown out of their job. Yep, I was literally told to get out. Let me share quickly a little bit of my version of the backstory. Remember, there's three sides to a story, and I'm just going to tell you mine. On Thursday, June 20th, 2019, I found myself at an impasse. I had seen the writing on the walls, and on that day, I was proven right. I was faced with making a life-altering decision. So, I went home, weighed my options. I documented the events that had led me to my decision. Then I wrote my third, yes, third resignation letter with the intent to actually deliver this one. I was fed up with trying to be the better person in a situation that was clearly a hostile environment. This was hard because I hadn't worked anywhere as long as I had here. It was a job I loved, not for the money, but for the actual task. I had survived being yelled at, belittled, talked down to, criticized, laughed at, and downright told I was not valuable. So it was just time to go. I wanted to go on my own terms, and I wanted to make sure I didn't leave on a completely sour note, because I was raised to be better than that. Walking out was simply not an option for me, though I had wanted to several times, and I probably would have been justified. So I contemplated the exit. That Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, I simply just did my job. Nothing more and nothing less. I didn't see a need to build on relations that were just going nowhere. That Tuesday, June 25th, I had had it. If I timed it right, my notice, if accepted, would give me a perfectly timed exit. Ironically, I didn't get to deliver that notice as planned because it was decided that I would do better away from the current surroundings in another area of the building. This was bittersweet news. At first, I was pretty pissed by this news, though it was what I had been asking for for several years. Then I was sort of like silently thanking the gods above. I was feeling a sense of relief. My shoulders suddenly became lighter, my outlook brighter, and I simply said, okay, can I go now? I walked out with my resignation letter in my pocket and left the awkward silence behind. The decision had been made to take me out of the department into another. That was fine. I had to last five more working days in the current situation. It was doable. I was on the exit ramp, and I wasn't looking back. Little did I know it wasn't doable for others. The next morning, Thursday, June 27, 2019, I was literally thrown out of the department. I asked, and I quote, I thought I was working in here for the next few days, unquote. When out of nowhere came a fierce bear growling for me to, quote, leave, leave now, unquote. More conversation ensued, and I listened, but I did not go quietly. I allowed my inner redneck to surface, and I don't regret it for one single minute. After six years, five months, and 25 days, or 1,627 working days, minus a few vacation and sick days, I celebrated my Independence Day. So on June 27th, 2020, I celebrate again, a year into the new chapter. No more carrying the load of others, biting my tongue, 
walking on eggshells, or being pushed to my breaking point. My stress is lower, I feel more productive, and I don't carry around that resignation letter. Nothing is certain, I know that. As long as I do a good job, I can rest at night. How others rest is not my concern. Well, sassy peeps, I'm going to put this episode behind me. Call it history and hope it didn't piss too many people off. Believe it or not, I don't set out to piss people off on a daily. I just want to be honest. I know our society has always had this, quote, say something nice or not at all, quote, mentality. And it kind of supports my no one wants to hear the truth statement. In the end, is my truth really the truth? Like I said, there are three sides, yours, mine, and the truth. When it's all said and done, my truth is only that, and the judge upon, judgment upon me and you on this here earth won't matter. So I'll save my sugar for my sweet tea. Y'all have a great day wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe, visit Facebook, and follow on Instagram. Subscribers get an early notification for upcoming podcast topics and you'll be entered into future giveaways. Visit climbaboardmysoapbox.blog for additional content on all the episodes as well as other topics that may have just not made it to the podcast. I'm Cass and I'm out. <laughs>